Fat Cat Radio 247. You're live in a mix. I'm your host, Twism White Peace. Today, we've got an amazing video interview with none other than the radio television host, actor, writer, clothing designer, and publicist, Jimmy Starr, whose credits include Incubus, Son of Morning, a plethora of movie Marvel credits, including an Asgardian guard. I, that, that was just cool right there. Uh, and some of his guests on his hit show include Rebecca Knox, Pink, Mickey Burns, CeCe Peniston, and a superstar known as John B. Jimmy Starr, my brother, my friend, my man. How are you doing today? I am fabulous and happy to be here. What's up, everybody? I you got your it. host, Twism White <laughs> badass hip-hop superstar in the making. Well, I mean, you know, we, we all we all have our little niche in this world. I, I, I think, though, uh, I'm in the presence of greatness right now. I, I, got, I got the man who's seen it and been there and done it all, man. How, how, what's it like being an iconic entertainment, you know, just that that mogul. icon i like the word mogul mogul there you go mogul yes exactly <laughs> and you forgot yeah. and you got for producer because that's going to be my next big thing is movie producer i got 18 films i'm working on that are going to be coming out and uh i'm putting a lot of effort into that so we're going to add producer to the list of credits nice. and and you know what i'm just like everybody else dude i'm hustling i'm trying to make a name for myself <laughs> i'm trying to like survive just like everybody else and having a good time doing it and yeah, and, and I think that that's the whole thing is you just got to have fun doing it because you never know how successful you're going to be. But, hey, if you don't try, you know, you're going to have a lot of regrets. So I just fucking go for everything I want to do and see how it works out. And I've been very fortunate that some of it's working out pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I know uh, a lot of a lot of people are always so focused on uh, where they got to be, what they got to do, get it, get it, get it done, get it done that they forget, you know, like what's that old saying? I think it goes uh the journey is part of the fun, right? It's 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 about the work included. It's about the steps you walk to get to wherever you're trying to go that make that journey so fun, you know, or That's right. crazy, you know. <laughs> some, and some if you got to have fun all the time because you never know if you're really how successful you're going to be. So if you're not having fun as you're going along and you only want to be, you know, famous or whatever, then you're really like missing the whole boat. Exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, so let's start from the beginning. Who is Jimmy Starr? You know, the whole who, what, when, where, why kind of thing. Uh, right now, Jimmy Starr is an old man. <laughs> <laughs> Getting older every day, but uh, you know what? I uh, I always wanted to be in entertainment. Um, when I was a kid, I could sing, but when my voice changed, I couldn't sing anymore, and I thought, shit, if I'm going to work in entertainment, i got to figure out how I could do it. So yeah. I started out as a celebrity clothing designer. I dressed Elton John. Um, I did the costume design for Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, I dressed every major horror movie star on the planet. And nice. everything was going really good. I was featured in Women's Wear Daily, which is like the the pinnacle of of fashion. Like if you're in Women's Wear Daily, it like, means you're like, that's a really big deal. That's the and that's something. Okay. That's the up thing. That's like being in, you know, Rolling Stone or something, you know. Gotcha. So, gotcha. So, okay. Uh, All right. So I was featured in that. And then I had a problem. Uh, the government came, they eminent domained my property, I lost my building and all my money, and I basically had to reinvent myself and start all over because yeah. uh, I lost $4.2 million in a really crooked government deal where the government ripped me off, and so I had to like redefine my who I was, and I started out doing radio, radio yeah. hosting. Um, I had already been doing some acting, uh, started radio hosting, and it caught on really quick, and then I met Ron, and we turned it from radio into television and radio. And yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. And I was working in films. And then about three years ago, I started becoming a publicist, and that blew up. And 
And so I'm kind of like in all facets of entertainment. And just, I'm everywhere. <laughs> you know what? I do a lot of things just to see if I can do them too. Like I didn't know I could write. Um, it's, it's funny. I went to lunch one day with somebody who I've known for a long time. And I said, how's your book coming? And they said they were still working on it. This is a dude who was working on a book for like five years. Right. Wow. And I was like, okay. it can't be that fucking hard to write a book. Right. <laughs> so I just wanted right. to see if I could do it. So then I went out and I wrote like six books in like six months and, and got them published. And, and one of them, you know, went to number one on Amazon. And I was just like, you know, all these people, I think people like want to say that they're doing something to sound important or something, but they don't actually never, do anything, you know, never follow see through. People. It's like in music, you see people, yeah, I'm working on a new album. You talk to them three later. Yeah, I'm still working on the new album. <laughs> Get your fucking shit together, man. It doesn't take fucking three months to fucking write hey, an album. You need some help. You need some help. I know a couple right. people. That's right. right. <laughs> and I can hook you up. So a lot of times, that's how the whole writing thing came about. Yeah. And that was kind of the initial thing to get me in to be a publicist because you got to be able to write to be a publicist. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So then, so then I became a publicist with Eileen Shapiro, our company called World Star PR. And do you know She's the story? So awesome. Do you know the story? I, I have, but I, I, I've been bits and pieces, pieces of it from listening in on the show and stuff. But uh, let's go ahead and give the full story of, right, so of here's Eileen Shapiro, Jimmy Star story. Eileen Shapiro came on the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell as a guest to promote one of her books, right? Okay. Her and Ron hit it off fabulously. And we went to Fire yeah. Island in New York and hung out with her and we became friends. And then we decided that we were going to go on a ghost hunt at an insane, at an abandoned, like, psychiatric insane asylum in New York. And we had Eileen come because she was the writer. Ron and I were the hosts. We had Kadrosha Onokarol, who's the queen of the paranormal. And she was going to be – and then we invited Ricky Rebel, who's, like, a big pop star guy who used to open up for Britney Spears and did all kinds of stuff. Gotcha. So we all – we all went, snuck through a second floor window. We did this whole like big, you know, thing, and it was hilarious. It was really funny. It's on YouTube. It's got two hundred sixty thousand views. It's really funny. And, and I've seen that. Now I've seen that. I've seen that's what I've seen. That's where I've. That's where I understand the story from. So. So the comic book is coming out now in like three weeks. Um, yeah, it was a successful Kickstarter, correct? Yes. Yep, we did a successful Kickstarter. Thank you, everybody who donated. So then, when the whole thing was over, all of us had met through the same publicist. Yeah, um, she had booked Eileen on my show, and she had booked, and she we all met through the same publicist, and yeah. so we were talking, and we found out that the publicist charged people a lot of money to come on my show, and a lot of people money for Eileen to interview him, and Eileen and I were like, shit, she made tons of money, and we didn't wow. make a fucking penny. Yeah, like we should become publicists. I said every publicist on the planet always contacts me and asks me to help them do stuff, and I never make any money. Right. You know, here everybody else is getting fat, and I'm like fucking practically like ready for food stamps or something. So I was just like, okay, let's fucking do this shit. So, so we started the company, and within our first month, we had ten clients, and it's just and it's always been good ever since then. So it's World Star PR, and Eileen is phenomenal, and and that's how the whole thing happened. And it's also given us an ability to meet all kinds of great famous people, and we go to all kinds of red carpet events between that and my show gets us you know a lot of invites yeah. to the. Thing. And um, and so we just go and we had to meet p cool people like you and have a good fucking time. <laughs> hey, I'm still waiting for you to come here and have some ice cream with me. So hey, we're good. <laughs> and for all of you who don't know, ice cream—that's Twism's freaking hit song. And uh, uh, and he was just nominated for some big award and, and uh, ice cream. Six of them, song. actually. Six, six of them. them. Yeah, Christ. all because of ice cream too. So it's it's crazy. Blessings to everybody on that, man. I appreciate y'all. You Are we too. Still voting for that? 
still voting uh, it's for supposed that? every day man anybody who can get out there and vote every day man yeah it's, it's the issa music uh nominations i mean the links are posted not only on uh you know all social media pages of mine of course other people sharing it around but you know you can just google search issa music and go to the nomination form and you'll see my name all right there but and everybody them, needs but... to vote for twism white piece because all the other people <laughs> suck he is the fucking king so screw yeah. those fuckers and just vote for twism this is good. I didn't even look at I didn't even look at any of the other categories. I just went through each one looking for your name and I was like and one of the categories I did vote for that you weren't in. It was a band category because the guys had been on my show. So I voted yeah. for them. And other cool, than that, cool. I was like yeah, these people sure suck. Some, fucking, some of those people are actually good. really good, man. I can't lie. Some of them are actually really good. So I mean I'm 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 in there with a great group of indie artists. So to everybody that is involved in that competition and that that nomination and everything, I mean it is it's worthy enough so i mean there's it's it's one of those things where you know you're not just in there with a bunch of people who know nothing you know you're in there with real independent artists who are really pouring out their hearts so you know it's it's a blessing to be there but you what guys, are we talking about we're if twism, <laughs> do, if, if twism doesn't win the fucking shit is rigged i'm telling you i he's he, everybody we're in there is really good and then we'll he's like super own. good We'll start our own, Jimmy. We'll start our own next year. We'll have our own award show next year. It'll, it'll be the Jimmy Star Hip Hop Award Show or Independent yeah, well, Music Award Show or something. Independent Music Awards. I'm all down with it. But everybody vote for Twism because he's badass. And for anybody who doesn't know, who's like living under a rock, he wrote the Jimmy and Ron song, which is like a tribute for the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, and it is the fucking greatest hip hop song released in 2020. Which, fucking which beats you see. Part of the green screen, green screen construction over here for that song. I mean, that that we're building a room over here that's all ready to get involved into that. So, <laughs> you guys, gotta listen to it. And Drake and all you fucking hip hoppy people need to be yeah, listening man. to it because this shit fucking blows your shit out of the water. Yes, fucking yes, it Drake's does. Like nothing compared to the fucking Jimmy and Ron song. Let me Jimmy, tell you. That. Exactly. See, now that's what I've been trying to say. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Probably, so. the, probably the reason you have more of a trouble breaking in and, and being recognized for your greatness is the fact that you're white, dude. If you weren't white, you'd probably like probably like be on the top of the charts because I'd you're white. Like be, you got you, you know, got some hurdles you got to jump over. You know, you got hurdles hey, you got to jump over. You know, not everybody's angry and and hates their wife and mothers and that's and, right. And not everybody's I mean? like not everybody's like pimping out whores and all kinds exactly. of other things. <laughs> You know, some of us like have uh, values and more families. Yes, exactly. Dreams, the whole idea. You got it, brother. You got Absolutely. it. You got it. So all speaking right. of all of these dreams and ideas, man, I want to get back to something here, man. Uh, first, I want to say, you know, the question is going to be, what's your greatest achievement? But I want to lead into that question by asking you about the freaking Asgardian guard, bro. You like an Asgardian guard. You were on the set of Thor, and you you had you some you you had this whole outfit. And I'm all dressed up in like the outfit, dude. I'm in I'm in so many movies. Look, I'm not like a, a big player in any of them. I'm a big player in any shitty movies, and then the big movies. I just get on to go meet people and find yeah. guests for the show, things like that. So I think I've been I've been in like probably five or six Marvel movies and a bunch of DC movies. I'm in Batman. I'm in a whole bunch of them. So now, of these, of these, real quick. Now, has, has any of it led to any? You know, did you meet? Uh, did you meet Chris Hemsworth or Evans or no. or any, no? Not did, they make so, they make you stay away from them when you're there. So hang on, really, I, I really, So there's that separation, huh? 
Yeah, they separate the like the peons from the like superstars, but <laughs> but it's just fun to be there, and you know you're yeah. on there. You know, like I used to be on a TV show called Burn Notice, and you know I got an ego of myself, and it was a really popular TV show. Uh, with, Burn Notice was good. I, I've watched uh, a couple of shows. Bruce Campbell and stuff, and and so like like we were all at lunch at the lunch thing, and and they tell you you know you're not supposed to talk to the big stars of the thing, you know, but like right, I'm Jimmy right. Starr, so I don't ever fucking pay attention to that. I get up, go over, sit down <laughs> at the table, start talking to them. I thought they were all gonna shit themselves. They were like, yeah. "What the fuck are you doing here?" I was like, "I'm Jimmy Starr. You know who I am?" I was like, "I got more Twitter followers than you do." <laughs> <laughs> and I just start don't you talking love to that? Don't you I, like? Don't you love that? I mean, come on. You, you're sitting next to somebody who's billions, millions of dollars worth, but your followers, your success, your all is all like, what? Why are you even? You know what I mean? You 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 should be sitting at my table, not me coming to your table. You know what I mean? So, I, I find that so ironic all the time. Here's some of the ones I was in, though. Let's see. I'm in X Men: Days of Future Past. Yep. I mean, all three John Wick movies. Uh, oh, I didn't see the John Wick ones. Uh, I'm in uh, Rock of Ages. I'm in Avengers. I'm in Fast Five. You know, I did the costume design for Too Fast, Too Furious. Too Fast, so I got Too Furious. Be, I met Paul Walker and, and, and all those guys. They were cool. They let you meet them. Now, see, I that, there. That, that, that's worthwhile to me, like, on your end. That had to be, like, one of those things that you, you rate up there as being, yeah, man, I did that. Paul was Walker there. was the coolest guy ever. He really yeah. was. Very, very cool. I'm in Spider-Man 3. I'm in Miami Vice, Superman Returns, Transporter 2, Batman Begins, Spider-Man 2, The Punisher, Bad Boys 2, Too Fast, Too Furious. You're in uh, Bad Boys 2. Hold on, hold on. You're in Bad Boys 2. Yeah, X-Men. Wait uh, a second. Go back, go back. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time. What What are you in Bad Boys yeah, they 2? Should, they you... should, I'm just a fucking person. Like, you'll never even fucking see me probably. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, that shit's in Miami. That shit's in Miami. You know, they filmed a lot of that shit in Miami, and I was yeah. from Miami. I lived there for the first 50 years of my life. So, so you were every, born there or what? Yeah, I'm born in Miami. Okay. And okay. Every, every movie... Every movie that was shot in Miami, I'm in. Because, like, you know, I had, like, a little agent. And they, like, send you to it. And you make 100 125 I don't know if you're featured. And you make $150 a day or whatever. And you just yeah. go and, and see who you can meet. But that's how I got my roles. People people make fun. And they're like, oh, you don't want to be an extra. And you don't want to do this stuff. But, but like, most of the time, the extras are, are indie producers, filmmakers and stuff. And then they meet you. And then they put you in their indie films. And then you get networking. Yeah, and you keep networking. So I used to go just to, to network. And it was nice. fun. Nice. Now, out out of all of that, or actually, let's say just out of that, because I'm going to ask you this two part ways. I let in with what's the greatest achievement. So out of all of that that you listed and all of that you've done, what's your greatest achievement of that role, those characters? Um, You know, uh, you know, all of it is fun. I don't even know if I consider any of it really like an achievement. It really more of just a. You know, cool stuff I get to do. I get to do so many cool things, it's hard to pick out one. My greatest achievement right, right. Was, meet, was meeting Ron and marrying Ron. That was like it. <laughs> see, so. I was going to go with that, but see, that, that was the next question. So how'd you meet Ron, right? But I didn't want to oh, jump ahead too fast. Well, I, I enjoy everything. I guess the Jimmy Star show, Ron Russell, is a big achievement. Winning Best right. Publicist in the U.S. was a big thing for me. Best right. Entertainment Publicist was a big thing for me. Um now working on films and producing films, and I think I'm going to have my first major film, you know, finance soon, and that's going to be a big deal. Um, what else? Other great achievements? Fuck, being featured in the fucking Jimmy and Ron song is one of my greatest achievements. <laughs> that shit's fucking awesome. I like loving the death. Having too, bro. One of having, mine a, too, bro. having a comic book. You know what? Uh, you know, 
I, I like you because everybody thinks like I'm like this fucking like successful like rich guy and yeah I have a lot of success and you know I'm not poor but I'm not rich by any means. Right. You know, I'm hustling. Right. I'm working every day. I'm hustling. I'm working. I got car payments and house payments and shit just yeah. like everybody else. <laughs> and uh, you know, so for me, I think my achievement is just to wake up healthy every day, having a good time, and getting to do getting to do what I like to do. Yeah. You know, I don't have to go work at a store or the post office or someplace. I get to actually like support myself doing what I love to do. And that to me is the biggest achievement of all. Right. Right. So yeah. I'm not rich. Yeah. I'm not making millions of dollars, you know, but but I'm also don't have to go to a job every day that I hate. I work in my exactly. office every day, which if you guys oh, you can't really see, but I got toys everywhere and my collections. <laughs> and stuff. Like that. Like I, for me, I get to have fun doing what I enjoy doing and, and making enough of a living to live. Exactly. And I think I think ultimately, you know, one of the and, and, and not to say it, but one of the things that has come with age is the ability to understand um, it's not about what you got. It's about what you what, what it's not about what you're you know striving for. It's about what you've got. You know what right. I mean? And and you definitely appreciate that. Now, obviously, we, we, we threw in Ron and we're going to give him his big hugs and big loves, man. But how did you meet him, man? How, how, how did that come to be? Because they, well, you guys are so adorable, man. This is, you this guys is, are great together, man. It's like a crazy story, right? So um, I was working in the Boca Mall and uh, walking around. I was really just walking around. I did have a job there for a couple of months. Right. So Ron was, walking, Ron was walking by and he had a white shirt and white flip-flops and white linen pants and he looked gorgeous. And I walked up to him and I said, I said, oh, my God, you're like the hottest guy in this mall. And he looked at me and he goes, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and he kept walking. And I, followed, Ron. and I followed him around and he was like, I followed him around and, and he was just gorgeous. Right. So like I was yeah. following him around. And he was getting irritated and everything. And then I left. So then like two weeks later, I saw him again in the mall. This time he was with like whoever he was dating. And I just walked right up to him and I introduced myself. And told him I was a radio show host because back then I was a popular radio show host. And he had a TV show on Time Warner Cable where he interviewed all the legends of Hollywood called Set right. the Record Straight. And he said, oh, you know, this is his friend that he was dating or whatever. And he said, we're throwing a big Halloween party. And uh, we got hired to do the entertainment. Would you like to be an undertaker and an actor in it? And I said, yes. So then... He did a, a dinner beforehand with all the actors, you know, right. a poor man's spaghetti dinner. It's basically what yeah, you yeah. do in the acting field. So everybody gets to know each other. Right. And at dinner, we were all talking and having a good time. And then when dinner was over, I uh, uh, everybody was sitting down on the couch. And when Ron sat down, I ran and jumped and sat down next to him before the boyfriend could sit next to him. And I started rubbing his neck and shit. And you could just see the boyfriend <laughs> freaking out. Then That's I told him I, I was a clothing designer and I wanted to see his closet. And so then he took me to his closet and I tried to kiss him in the closet. And uh, and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're like fucking crazy. <laughs> and so then uh, then we did the event. He thought I was weird. You know, I wore yeah. shirts. Fuck me, I'm famous. And I wore yeah, all this yeah. stuff. And I had earrings and all this stuff. So he just thought and he I was looks, he, he seemed more conservative. He he's seemed very more, conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like all, he's like, he could be like a poster boy for Ralph Lauren. Hey, and, but that's a truth. Boy, that is the yeah, truth. Yeah, he could be a toast boy. <laughs> so then we did the event, right? And I was an undertaker. And so I took out all my earrings and I had my hair cut real short. And I put on a blue stripe, pinstripe suit. And a okay. tie and everything. And then he looked at me and he was like, oh, my God, he's kind of cute. He's not all weird. Yeah, because he's know? seen it now. now so he's, he's seen me it. like more like what he would like me to see. Right, and, right. Uh, uh, and then we just kind of like started hanging out a little bit. And then at, then uh, in between the, the time and then at that night, the boyfriend was in the thing also. 
And he came up to me and he says, I give up, you win. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, ka-ching, and that was it. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so oh, I, that's I, awesome. So, so it, it was, was an opposite attract kind of story, man. Right. It was an opposite attract because he's very, um, he's not conservative thinking, but he's conservative, you know, dressing. Even though he's pretty wild, he's great yeah. looking. He's fun. He's super talented. He's a great actor. Funny he's, as hell. Uh, <laughs> he's funny as hell, and he has no filter, you know. So like he yeah. says whatever he thinks, which which most of the time is like offensive to somebody. Um, but got, it, somebody but out there got mad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's but, but that's it and we had our eight year anniversary our eight year winter anniversary back in october so we great years thank you yeah it's a lot of fun that's awesome that's awesome well I, I i was reading somewhere when i was doing my research on you and everything that it uh it said you were the first openly gay hosts of that time era yep uh, so i mean that that in itself has to be one of those achievements that you you seem to carry around maybe i mean our show was on before anybody. The Jimmy Star Show, which is now the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. We've, I've been on there for almost 12 years. Yeah, and that's so, what I'm yeah, saying. Nobody, like, nobody for was your streaming. time, you were the first yeah, openly yeah. gay couple. Or, or, nobody or... was even streaming back then. Like, internet radio was just getting started, and nobody was hardly right. doing it. You know? So we were like pioneers at the very beginning. I should give a props to Dean Piper, because he's the, the owner of W4CY, which is where our show broadcasts from. Oh, and nice. He's like, a, he's like a visionary, you know, and like he brought us on. I actually uh, started out as a radio host. Uh, he had an ad on Craigslist looking for interns, and I told him I didn't want to be an intern, but I knew a lot of famous people. I wanted to have a show. Well, let me get some programming time, and I'll see what I can do for you, right? Yeah, exactly. And we, we did our first, like, four shows, and they were, like, 50 minutes long, and he came and he said, you know, would you like to do a two-hour show? Because the ratings were really good. Everybody was tuning in. And so nice. so then, then we, we moved to a two-hour show. And and uh, before I did that, though, I was also on the radio in Florida. And uh, Y100, which is a huge radio station in uh, um, in Florida, and it was also Y100 and Z100, which is in New York, they okay. did a big – they did a bit when Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was on television the first time. Yeah, yeah. Many years ago, um, they did a radio version of it, and so I was the fashion guy okay. for the radio version. So I was on the radio like all the time for that for like okay. months. Okay, okay. We had a blast. So you basically been pioneering for a while, it seems like, in in some yeah. senses, whether it's the clothing, whether it's the shows, whether it's wow, just you know your lifestyle. I mean, it seems like in any way you've always been. A forefront leader in that you know that field always that, that that's great man that is that's commendable right there man I, I like hearing stuff like that so when you met ron now you said before it was the jimmy star show and then it became the jimmy star show with ron russell uh, what what was the driving force did what did was it ron's idea was it your idea how did that you know how did did how did you go from the jimmy star show to the jimmy star show with ron russell just because you got with him or because well, of his expertise in the television and your expertise in the radio um both a little bit of all uh, it, it stayed the jimmy star show for a little bit while we were working out all our kinks Right. Um, and, and I, because I had three other co-hosts originally on the Jimmy Star Show, and eventually okay. I got rid of, I got rid of all of them and brought Ron on, and then we didn't need anybody else to do it with us. And yeah. it was his idea. It was his idea for us to go to video. Um, uh, hang on, sorry about that. No worries, no worries. And uh, it was his idea to go to video um, and start doing the video part of it, which we did before anybody was doing it. Even Ellen and right, everybody, right. everybody, did, everybody did it after us. Right, right. Because um, uh, we're about you know, eight years into that or something already that we've been doing video. 
um, and nobody was doing it beforehand. So it kind of had to do with the fact that it was his idea to go to video. Um, uh, if it was just called the Jimmy Star Show, it doesn't encompass him, you know. Right, right. He's he's half the show, and he's the funny half of the show. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of like he's on the marquee, you know, like how in movies they always put like featuring the biggest stars at the top yeah, or whatever. So yeah, he's kind of yeah. like with Ron Russell is his featuring, you know, that he's like kind of like. Stars, because he's I'm the business guy and and the facts guy, and he's the guy who comes up with all the funny shit. So it works out really good, and, and thankfully, you know, we're getting a lot. We get a lot of plays. We're averaging, you know, somewhere between four and five million every week, uh, which, is, which is pretty pretty good. So I mean, we're getting, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and we get we're getting a lot of great guests. You know, yeah, we get a lot I, of Really that's good guess. So some of these guests of like Rebecca Knox of uh, what was that? What was well, it? Orange is the new black. Orange is the new black. Pink. That one blew my mind. Mickey Burns. That guy is incredible. I've seen a lot of his shows and stuff. Like just random. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't even a lot know. People. Yeah. I will see. Like before you even interviewed him, I w I had seen some of his stuff and never even would have you know known anything more about him just they watched his shows and stuff uh cc peniston and john b i mean these are legends and superstars multi-award went what platinum on on most levels uh, uh john b and cc peniston are like multi-platinum yeah that's what i'm saying so what you gotta feel like you're sitting amongst the stars i mean you you you're 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 that 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 comet or that constellation that just gets to float among the stars what does it feel like when you're sitting there and you're talking to somebody of that caliber? I mean, of just of that legendary. I mean, I know how I feel talking to you and your legendary status. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, how how you would feel about somebody that's even more grand, more phenomenal. You know what I mean? And and like, is that I, I think case or no? You know what? Everybody. They don't like it when you treat them like there's somebody special. Everybody's a regular person. Everybody's hustling. Everybody's doing their grind. It doesn't matter how famous you are. You're still doing your grind. You know okay, what? respectable on how you treat them, but I'm talking about inside. I'm talking about how you oh. you feel inside. You know, some of them, um, because uh, I like them so much, sometimes for me the, the ones that I like the best aren't even the biggest stars, but, but I'm just a fan because I like something certain that they did. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, like, like out of all the actors in the world, my favorite actor is Lance Henriksen. He's a really big actor. He's been in yeah. a ton of things, but he's not like you know. Most people would pick like Brad Pitt or something. You know, like yeah, right. Brad We got our top um, fives, right? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you got your you got your like you know favorites, and so yeah. I I think the fact that I get to know him and I get to meet him and you know like Lance Henriksen, I've actually met. He actually gave me this really cool gift. Uh, oh, nice. He was an alien. And he makes these alien tiles of the alien monster, and he gave me one of them. You know, he doesn't sell them. He just makes them, you know, and, yeah. he did, and he gave it to me and he wrote something about how, like, great I was or something on the back. And I was, you know, so excited, you know, That's I've had, I, I, you know, to get my clothing line out there, I used to go to conventions, autograph signing conventions. Yeah. And so I would go and I'd meet the celebrities and say, hey, look, you know, I'm a clothing designer. If you wear my shit, I'll fucking give it to you as long as you take pictures, you know. Yeah, and so, yeah. and I love horror movies. That's my thing is horror movies. So just um, I met too really easy. So one, uh, I addressed all these famous horror movie people, but my one of my all-time favorites is Clive Barker. He's the guy who he's a huge, like New York awesome. Times best-selling author. Yes. So, um, and he does Hellraiser and all these great fucking books, right? So, so he I had awesome. met him. I, I met him, and he said thank you for the invite, you know, and I'd give yeah. him a card, but he didn't come to the room, and I was so disappointed. And I was at a VIP party at this convention, and I get a phone call, 
and it was him. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. And he said, hey, you know what? I saw some of your clothes, and I'd really like to come and take a look. Would that be possible? Absolutely. Yeah, like, man. Absolutely. And so uh, he came to my room and stayed in my room from like 1130 till like 7 in the morning telling us Hollywood stories. And he, one of his books called Aberat, he wrote, made me a one-of-a-kind drawing on the inside of it. Really? Um, and like when his comic book, he did a comic book and he sent me an autographed copy. Of it. I mean, it was like the, for me, it was like meeting, you know, like whoever your favorite person would I be. Did, here that's, that's the one, right? Yeah. Sitting in my room, you know, <laughs> seven hours. And, and, and uh, I also got to do be Elton John's guest at a concert where I got I to hang that. out with him in his dressing room. And that was a really cool thing. Yeah, I see. Um, I mean, that's, so that's, that's I've been that's... super fortunate. All the people are cool. You know what? They're all cool. I've had a good time. I have had a very few bad celebrity encounters with the celebrities I thought were assholes. Yeah. And, um, uh, man, I've just been fortunate to get to go and, you know, do really cool shit. And I love it. I think it's so exciting when I meet, you know, when I meet new people, especially when they come on the show and stuff. Like, like we have Adrian Barbeau coming on next week. Um, right. Tomorrow we have Venus DeMilo Thomas coming on. Uh, we have Scotty Schwartz coming on in a couple of weeks, and he's the guy from uh, A Christmas Story. Did you ever oh, see A Christmas Story? Yes, yes With the yes, kid with yes. the BB gun? Well, he's the yep. kid who gets his tongue attached to the pole. <laughs> Rock on. That's so – man, that's and, cool. See? <laughs> and he's also in The Toy, which was a huge movie with uh, Jackie Gleason and Richard Pryor, and he was the kid. Yes, I actually remember watching that where uh, um, didn't they were just buying toys. Right? Yeah, he was like a rich, yeah, some rich kid. Yeah, he had thirty million dollars he had to spend or something like that. Yeah, I don't even remember it. Yeah, but I just or was know. that Brewster's millions? Maybe that no, was that's Brewster's, Brewster's millions. That's Brewster's yeah. millions. But uh, anyway, he's coming on, and I just got information. Pia Zador is going to come on, who used to be like this supermodel little chick. And nice. uh, so it's just fun to like meet new people and get new people to come, you know, on the show and have a good time. Um, and so we're so, always looking for fun people. Your all your all your stuff that you did uh, um, when you when you were the clothing designer, and then you know all of these things now. Do you think that the clothing designer lifestyle and the interactions that you experienced during that clothing lifestyle? Do you think that they prepped you and ready for you to be in this situation now? Yeah, I think so because I got because as a clothing designer, I worked with so many famous people. Um, and so like, yeah, I do think, I think it probably helped me not get all freaked out and be able to talk to famous, not <laughs> don't be able you to down to a little bit, people. right? <laughs> yeah. Where I don't get like nervous or, or yeah. you know, talking every once in a while I'll meet somebody and I, and I lose my breath. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I can't even believe that actually happened. You know, right. Here I am talking to this person who's like IMDB numbers, like, you know, in the top of 50 or something. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. So, so I, I do mean, think it helped a lot. I think I think uh, you know I'm not gonna lie to you. I think there's still some people out there that if if I did meet them in person, I still might catch myself being, you know what I mean? Like let me take a moment because you know this is a little bit overwhelming. But I, I think so who would uh, that be? Who is that person? Well, for Who's me, person? for me, um, shoot, man, Will Smith. Um, just I because it. I, I <laughs> just stop it, man. Stop it. <laughs> that Bob Lolly movie that they did. That oh Lally. man. I love that, movie that movie was one of the big scenes in that movie was shot uh, directly across the street from my clothing store in Fort Lauderdale. Really? So I met everybody. Yeah, of course. Just standing outside, I bet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, but yeah, so Will Smith. But see, the reason why is because, man, I've I've grown up with him. I mean, like literally as early as I can remember, Will Smith was an influential part of not only my early lifestyle, but my middle life, and then on into my later life. You know what I mean? So definitely, he's like um, you too, though. He's a rapper who raps about positive things. You know, exactly. And I identify with that. Well, I, 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 and and please don't tell him this, but he is actually probably the second biggest inspiration for. The way I write my lyrics, the first obviously being B.I.G., um, but this he I wanted to, I wanted to be like him so much, and and I and I think that the difference in his style um, was great for a white artist to try to to, to emulate, um, especially when you have comparisons like what we have out there today. You obviously see that he had a better results. Um, <laughs> with with some of his projects, but you know we're still young, we're still kicking. Uh, I know I yeah, love his definitely. music. Oh man, isn't his... it? It's great. I loved his whole CD, man. It's like front to back, it, like especially uh, Miami. Like yeah. that was that was my jam. I mean, yeah, Will Smith definitely. Um, I think um, 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 you know I really don't know after that honestly because I think everybody else that I just I would be cool with you know what I mean I don't think it would be an overwhelming aspect um I don't know I can't think of really anybody else after that man Ron Ron when I see Ron I'm <laughs> I'll be like oh you know, but everybody's no. got their different ones though like for me my person that I would like to interview the most in the world I have two of them but well, one of them is Molly Ringwall, which to most people would probably be like, oh, you know, she was really popular at one time. And she's still on all these Riverdale and all these shows. She's in a show like, right now. She has like an own show, doesn't she? Like, uh, She's in all kinds of shit. But I, I love just, Molly Ringwall. For me, Pretty yeah. in Pink and The Breakfast Club, those are like the greatest movies like of all time. I freaking like love them. The other oh, one, though, the, the one person, my number one dream person that was Charlize Theron. Like really? if I could be one A-list person, I love her. She's in the Fast and Furious movies. Did you see that movie that she did where she ran for president? Uh, it just came out last year. I forgot the name of it, but I don't think so. I don't think so. so. Last, it's... the one that really blew my mind was Monster. Monster. Oh yeah, that was this. That was incredible. This one's you a gotta... comedy, though. I've watched this comedy. It's on HBO. I've watched it like twenty times. I saw it in the theater too. Hang on, it's so funny. I mean, it's totally politically incorrect. Uh, you know, this has got like all kinds of weird stuff in it, but it's a, it's a hilarious. And yeah. <laughs> It's got Will. Uh, no, what's the guy? Uh, not Will Ferrell. It's got uh, that funny guy, uh, Seth awesome. Rogen. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I no, I don't. I don't know the movie though. Isn't that funny? I'm trying to look it up, and the damn fucking internet's working. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's not working. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's politically a, incorrect movie. I mean, she's running for president, you know, and like there's okay. a thing where he's getting blackmailed for jerking off to her. Yeah, like, and he jerks off all over his face, and then he's getting blackmailed for her to like. You know, do stuff she doesn't want to do. I mean, so it's got it's just a funny comedy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, and, it, it uh, seems like it reminds me of uh, what was that movie with um, um, with uh, holy god, dang it! Now I can't even remember where he has the softball and he he freaks out. Oh, yeah. over the, he, you know what I'm talking about? What's that one? <laughs> Way back in the day, I can't remember it now. Oh my god, it was real raunchy like that, you know. And he's he's sitting there whacking off in the bathroom, and then he used or she uses it as a hair gel for herself. Um, what was that movie? This oh movie's called Long Shot. It's called Long Shot, and it was hilarious. Everybody, it's on HBO right now. You guys got to watch it. It's super funny, but I just love her. I love her because she's in the Fast and Furious movies, too. Monster was a great movie. Yeah. Um, she was in Atomic Blonde. And uh, like I have a, a, a guy who was on our show who's kind of a friend of mine who's been in everything. And like he's, he was in Atomic Blonde. And 
I just like her. I just think there's something about her. I, I've never met her, so I don't know if would she's you, nice would you get Would you get giggly or something? Would you be like, oh, I, would, like I, I probably would like lose my breath. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I probably would. Um, it's so funny, though, because like, I, I, I haven't lost my breath a lot. I lost my breath the very first radio show I ever did because really? I was nervous. You know, and so like, and I had Joya Bruna on. Joya Bruna was one of the singers of Expose, which is one of the biggest girl groups. Right. Uh, um, and she was a good friend of mine. I didn't even, like, I already knew her, but but I think it was just being on the radio for the first time and everything. It made it, uh, you know, nerve wracking. A, a lot at one moment. I, lo right? I yeah. lost my I lost my breath when I met Tara Reid, and I don't even know why. That's uh, the that's the blonde haired one, right? Uh, yeah, from American Pie and Sharknado. Yes. Stuff. Yes, like yes. I, I met her. I, she's at every premiere we go to, so I've met her a bunch. But the first time I met her, you know, for some reason I like lost my breath, and I'm not even sure why. I mean, she's cool and everything. She's fabulous. She's fun. She was super nice to me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why I lost my breath though, because it's not like oh my god, not like Charlize Theron would do or Molly Ringwald would do to me. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Especially since you've seen her, you've been around some legends. So I mean, you would think that that would not happen at all so these moments that do yeah happen, i know so they like, do happen Whoa. i'm always trying to figure out why it didn't happen but if i met Charlize theron it would be a big deal like I, in music you know i've met elton john and i met jay-z i met a lot of really cool people in music yeah. um and so musicians i don't probably get as 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 uh flustered i don't get as flustered with musicians as i do with some of the actors because you, you but see you're more of an actor that's your preference right yeah, that's my yeah, see, yeah. So, all right. So let's let's move it on a little bit here. Entertainment field, man. It, this this is a this is a brutal game, man. So, what made you, you know, what made you choose and stick with it? Was this was this a driving dream of yours? Was this just chance? Uh, you know, scenarios that occurred in an order. I mean, you know. You know what? No, I um, uh, I I became I, I started working in entertainment because I wanted to be a clothing designer. So that that that's was that's, your the dream was to be clothing. the dream when yeah the dream was to be a big clothing designer and that and I thought that uh, before I got eminent domain and lost all my money I was on my way to doing that yeah. um, and but I, but I became a clothing designer one reason because I didn't think I had really talent to do entertainment and I knew that could get me into entertainment without having gotcha. to be an entertainer gotcha. Um, gotcha. so I've always like enjoyed it and I've always wanted to be a part of it you know it's a very hard you know yourself it's a very hard field. Yeah, you know, man. to be in, and yeah, so man. yeah, man. So if there's one thing out of uh, this whole, you know, you've 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 made a lot of choices, you've done a lot of career paths and 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 situations. If there was one out of here or one moment, what would be the changing one that you could go back and you'd say, let's let's do this moment a little differently, or let's let's handle this situation a little differently. Uh, you know what. It seems like a lot of it sounds like that eminent domain one. That, that yeah, seems well, like when I got when I got eminent domain, it was a big big deal, and I had a, a different partner at that time, and nobody listened to me. If we would have listened to me, I would have been able to fight it better. But everybody yeah. thought they knew better than me, right. and because of that, we like got slammed. I mean, we got yeah. handed. Uh, so I think that had a big influence on me growing up. Um, I didn't. I, I like clothing, but my first passion was tennis. I wanted to be a professional tennis player. Oh, nice, nice. Um, I, I played tennis through college, and I, I was good what enough. College? To, what college? University, University of Florida. Oh, a gamer. I, I should have figured that. I should have figured that, right? Okay. Um, so I was a good tennis player, but I wasn't good enough to be like a John McEnroe. I could have been like a teaching pro at a club and or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I wasn't good enough yeah. to make tons of money, so so I had to revamp my whole. 
my whole career choices and I started working in clothing for many years and I loved it and I thought I could do a better job and nice. and I've always been into fashion so that's just so I, I while I was working for somebody else I took my savings and I bought a building and opened up my own store and then once my own store got successful enough I quit the job that I right. had right. Uh, and then did it full time and I was really good at it for, for many many years before the eminent domain things were going really good what's your favorite piece ever created I have these cool jeans. Um, they look kind of, they're featured in a magazine and they they kind of look like Rastafarian jeans. They're jeans with all these like uh, denim string things hanging down all over, but gotcha. then the pants underneath the pants underneath it, the denim part underneath it said fuck all over it. Um, <laughs> nice. It was featured in all kinds of magazines. Um, nice. Nice. Um, I also made two sh I made a when Winona Ryder got uh uh copper shoplifting. Yeah. Uh, I, remember I had I I had a free Winona shirt, and then in the middle of it, it had a picture of her, and then over the middle of it, I embroidered "shoplifting bitch," and uh, uh, and that one was a lot of fun. That I, I my whole thing was I only made one of everything. I made one yeah. of a cop. So yeah. I had another one. I had an old vintage Whitney Houston uh, shirt, and uh, and I had crack whore put over her over the front of it, and I had it in the window of my store and. <laughs> and Sony or somebody came after me and tried to sue me. I bet. I bet. They probably all over that one quickly. But I sold it. I sold it, though, before they could, you know, get back. To yeah, me. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, you talk about, you talk about, um, you know, meeting with Ron and that, you know, turning into to a wonderful eight-year, you said eight-year relationship. And then you, you talked about meeting Eileen and, and turning that into a, a wonderful, successful team. So, so what is your... How, how, what what advice would you give to people out there? Say like somebody who's wanting to take the steps just like you and, and build a team to become a publicist or a team to become uh, a co-hosting duo or what, what what is your advice to them? You know what? My advice is don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, that is some great advice because realize you don't realize how many people are that very same thing. I'm telling you, man. Well, you know so, what it is like. Like I work with all kinds of cool people, and most of them I've met on Twitter. The same way yeah. I met you, I met you yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, a lot of people in their Twitter feed, all they do is splash out, you know, look at me here, look at me here, look at me here. But they don't actually interact with people. If you want to develop right. a fan base and find people to work with you, you can't just be all about me, me, me. Yep. You know, you you support the people who support you. So if, if people are retweeting your shit, you got to go retweet their shit. And if they say hello to you, you don't blow it off. You fucking got to talk to them. And and so my whole thing is is if everybody worked together for everybody to become successful, everybody, everybody would do better. <laughs> but instead, everybody tries to steal from you and take what they can get from you and do whatever they can do to help themselves without helping you, you know, back. And I think that's the shit that's like super fucked up. Like if everybody would just help each other, be supportive of each other, everybody could do well. Um, but when you're all about just you and everything you can get and you don't want to give everything back, you're never going to go anywhere because nobody right. can build an empire by themselves. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I, I think a lot of times that we find ourselves, you know, that's where that forgetting about the little guy really plays a big part. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people out here um, that we don't might not even pay attention to, you know. 
Um, and then one day you'll see that they've been a supporter for the longest time era. And all it takes is just the smallest thing, you know, a simple thank you, an interaction, something of, uh, you know, just a pat on the back for somebody who, who you may work with that's doing a good job. Um, just the smallest little thing, you know, goes a long way in establishing um, <laughs> a good relationship with nobody being a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. Everybody <laughs> wants to be acknowledged for whatever they're doing. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, and, man. And, 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 and I think everybody should try to be the best at what they want to do. So if you want to be in the entertainment area, you should try to be the best. If you want to be a lawyer, you should try to be the best. If you're a garbage man, you should be the best garbage man. You know, whatever it is that you're doing, you should be try to be the best it. at yeah, what man. you can do yeah. and work with as many people as you can. And I think, you know, on our show, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, we have a chat room. We acknowledge the people in the chat room on air live. Live so they get to yeah. hear it you know yeah, i tweet yeah. with all those people we facebook with all those people you know i think anybody who supports you you need to be supportive back or otherwise it's you know a one way just like with you that's how i met you we were supporting <laughs> each other <laughs> well you know and what's so funny is uh you know I, I know you don't know this or maybe you do and it's just something we don't we don't mention out loud but i was a even more struggling artist about four years ago about three and a half four years ago um, to the point where it was, you know, it was a depressing kind of struggle. Um, and you retweeted me out of the clear blue. Um, and you were like one of the first blue checked little celebrities on Twitter that had ever retweeted or ever supported me. And from that moment on, I was like, man, that's so cool. You know, thank you. And then, you know, like two years went past and uh, I was sitting there and I've been retweeting you and, and stuff like that. But it wasn't it wasn't what you would call supportive. Right. And I was interacting with you, and I said, you know, thank you again for your support of retweets. And he said, somebody tweeted back to me, well, how come you don't support Jimmy Starr? And I was like, you know, I sat back for like a week after that, and I was like, you know what? Man, ain't that the truth, man? And from that moment on, I was like, yo, we got this. We're going we're gonna... to – and, boy, it turned into such a great – boy, it's turned into a really good thing, man. The Absolutely, greatest, dude. One of the best friendships I've had. We're like family. Time. That's right. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Like, even my kids were like, are we going to get to say hi today? And I'm like, well, this is a little bit more <laughs> professional, you know what I mean? But, man, I tell you what. We, I'm looking forward to the ice cream. I'm looking forward to Ron. I, I, I You know, you meet people in life, and – Either A, you're like, this is somebody who is going to be in my life for a while. Or you're like, B, this is just a touch and go. And if it's a touch and go, then you don't get too close. You don't get too friendly. You don't get too associative. But if it's something that's long term, then you like to try to solidify and you like to try to build and you network. I mean, I'm going to tell you something, dude. I just put out a great EP with a, with a guy named Marcus Furious Nias. Okay. And this guy, if I, I'm, I'm glad that you introduced the two of us because we're so similar-minded that the EP came out great. We have future plans for even more incredible artwork. But it all started with the amazing King of Cool, Dr. Jimmy Starr. And that's that networking and that's that building that you're talking about right there. And you can't be a dick in none of it, right? You know what I mean? Like, none of us could be that way, you know? So it was Furious great. Is badass he's a cool guy he's got his own show called deeper than music yes you guys yes. Is, is the is the is the uh is the ep out already yeah yeah man it's right, been, guys, so it's for, called for, just broke a thousand streams on spotify yesterday there you yeah, go man. so you guys it's called theory vid you got to get it and i'm going to be doing some press on it at the end of the week nice. he, just, he sent me everything and and uh it's Do a great collaboration and he's a cool guy um, and you're a cool guy, and so I, yeah, I'm having. See now, and that's everybody. That's how the whole networking thing works. If you're not a dick, you can network. 
You know what? I, as a publicist, I got I got Twism on Furious's show. Right, right, right. And they became friends. Now look, they put out an EP together. I'm doing like some press for the EP. It's got a thousand streams. The shit hasn't been out that long. I mean, that's the way it works if you're cool. But if you're a dick, the shit doesn't work. You don't get none of that, right? <laughs> you get put to the side and you get cast out because people don't want bad business in their circles. They don't want bad, you know. Everybody okay, so you you try to find people that are so like-minded. They you know, you will, you maybe allow a new one in to see if they're like-minded. But if they don't last or they don't make it, then you you have to you have to cut that out because if not, then that's going to affect everybody else that you are associated with, and and you can't you can't allow that to go on. You know what I mean? And 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 I think that's a lot of what happens, especially because the world glorifies drama and evil. So when a celebrity has a problem with another celebrity, that's the biggest news story of the day, right? So. Indie people, we think that's the key to success, man. Oh, let me start some problems with another indie artist so that we can become successful together. Man, that's not that's that's not how it works, man. The key is work. And you've shown us not only with leading the way in clothing designing, but from leading the way in co-hosting to leading the way in being an entertainment icon, that work is the way to get the job done, whether it's networking, whether it's hardworking, or whether it's just work. You understand what Everybody's I mean? Everybody's got so. work. Nothing, nothing is given to anybody, even the people you think. Like, I dressed the Goo Goo Dolls one time. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so the Goo Goo Dolls, they were, they were pretty cool, right? Yes. So you're talking, and when their album came out, and they had Iris and all those hits and yes, everything, they were yes. like, everybody thought they were like, oh my God, you know, these guys came out of nowhere. They've been touring in a van for 15 years before oh, that happened yeah, you know man. uh and oh, so like nobody is an overnight sensation unless you you know unless you're lucky or you got a lot of money because if unless you got a lot Justin of money you can be an overnight unless you're just a uh, beaver <laughs> even even he though even he you know he was on I mean, youtube I know. Yes, some YouTube stuff i know i know i know I'm just you know <laughs> happens that he was like cute and everything and some of right. these people i don't get though so i was reading on jimmy stars world by the way everybody i got a blog uh jimmystarsworld.com oh, yes. yes. And uh, and one of the, the blog posts on there was, well, who's that guy who just got out of prison, but he's under parole, like Takashi Nine or something, or six one nine. Uh, you know Tekashi what? I don't care. Somebody. I don't like mentioning names of people that are not worth it. <laughs> I don't even get it though. The dude's been in prison for like a year, and he never had a hit on the radio ever. And he went out and bought like six million dollars worth of cars or some shit. I was like, how the fuck does he get? I mean. I don't even know. I mean, he's got like fucking tattoos all over his face. You got to be some dumb motherfucker to get your face tattooed. I don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> I, and you know what's worse is that not only that, he's a snitch, he's a pedophile. And on top of all of this, he does not even, he he's not an established icon in this musical world. Yeah, so, so like, how does he, how does, but who's paying him all that money that he can afford that shit? He's got to be like dealing drugs. He, he's got to be doing something really crooked because he went out and bought like six cars in one day. Yo, and I don't mean like fucking Toyotas. <laughs> like Rolls Royces. Bugattis and, and Royces. Yeah. yeah. Like you know the kind what of mean? shit so, that like in our whole lifetime we won't be able to afford one of those. Exactly. Oh. And you know, what's, you know what's the most frustrating is that, you know, good people – um, what they come in all forms. They come in all entertainment yes. fields. Good people are out there, but they were all. They will always be underlooked, uh, overlooked, underlooked. However you want to say it, because you know, like I said before, the world glorifies ne negativity and evil. So if you're not talking about some kind of drama, nobody wants to pay attention, and that 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 I think is something society as a whole kind of fell into. You know what I mean? With the internet age, everybody 
started digging up dirt. You know what I mean? We used to watch hard copy back in the day. Don't lie. You used to watch hard copy. No, back I probably in the day. watched it some. I probably watched it some. But I whole my whole thing is that everybody deserves a chance, and unfortunately, everybody doesn't get a chance. But I think that if if people really want to find great talent, you need to look for the indie filmmakers, the indie artists, the indie things, because. Because most of the time, the only reason that they're not getting discovered is because they don't have somebody behind them bankrolling it. Otherwise, exactly. And everyone's know, putting their heart and soul into it, right? They're the ones that are doing it because they want to, you know what I mean? So, Okay, so let's round out this last five minutes, man. Let's let's go ahead. You said you got JimmyStarsWorld.com, okay? Yep. Which, I mean, pretty much if you're a smart person, which I, I know you are, you've went ahead and made it the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell across the board, no matter where you're at. Right. Oh, yeah. If you go to JimmyStarsWorld.com, first of all, it has every information about everything. It does all the, the biggest news in Hollywood and in music. It's also got information about World Star PR. It's got information about the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, information about all the films I'm working on. It's got everything. So you gotcha. can go there. It's like a one-stop shopping for it. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star, D-R Jimmy Star. Jimmy Star Show is at Jimmy Star Show. World Star PR is at World Star PR. And Jimmy Star World is at Jimmy Star's World. And I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star on, on Instagram. <laughs> And Instagram is like my new thing that I'm like enjoying a lot. Like I Artists started and, up and, and independent musicians, you're cutting in. Sorry, you you paused for a second. What happened? I was just gonna say Instagram is kind of like my new favorite like place to be in social media. So I've been posting a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I started doing Instagram TV. Which have you oh, done nice. Instagram TV? You know what, man? I'm so busy all over the place that I think like to me when you say Snapchats and Instagrams, I just think another headache, man. <laughs> that's, that's what oh. it is. It's another headache to me. Another another moment for me to try to find time to do something. You know, I got the five kids, so that's like the majority of my time. But no, I have. Uh, I I just started learning um, the highlights and the stories where you you can post in the bubbles above your main post. So I don't even know how I've to do Jimmy that. Star, <laughs> I've got the Jimmy Star interview, the Hype Magazine interview, and another interview up there. But I, that's a, that's as most of I've learned, man. I, you know, I'm a Twitter guy. You know, that's, yeah, I like Twitter. Twitter's yeah, my number one. Yeah. Instagram is my number two. But Instagram TV, you can upload videos. If you do it from your computer, you can upload videos up to an hour long. So I'm starting to put interviews from the Jimmy Star Ooh. Show on my Twitter. I mean, on my Instagram. Oh, I might have to figure that out then. Yes, yeah, yeah. I might have that one. Yeah. But you got it. Can't do it from your phone. You got to do it from a computer. And then you just go to instead of you go to your homepage. You hit the thing that says IGTV, and you can post. And it's just like YouTube. You fill in the, de the description and everything, and it, and it goes out. And I got I got like fifty thousand views in the last week. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I post well, on IGTV, see, so. thank you for passing along knowledge because I've been missing out on some stuff, evidently. <laughs> and All listen right, up, so. everybody. Listen too, though, you guys. Listen up. Twism is a really good guy. You know what? He's got a wife. He's got a family. He stands by him. He's pursuing his dreams. Everybody needs to support his shit. And uh, what's your website? www.officialtwismwhitepeace.com. So you guys need to go to officialtwismwhitepeace.com. You need to go on iTunes. He's an indie artist. You need to download his shit, especially the Jimmy and Ron song because it is especially so awesome. Especially the Jimmy and yeah. It is so awesome, you guys. It's a really great song, and we so appreciate that he did that for us. And you guys need to follow him, and you guys need to follow him as a now as a host. Uh, you need to listen to his radio station, Fat Cat Radio. It's badass. And uh, really support indie artists because that's where it's all at. I'm indie. I'm 100% indie. We love it if you guys check out our show. We're on W4CY.com Wednesdays from 12 to 2 or 3 to 5 p.m. 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. Check it out. We were a lot of fun. And uh, and Twism, you're a rock star, dude. Thank you so much. <laughs> Real quick before you go, man. Uh, uh, do you know the words to uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air song? 
I probably do. Okay, do you, you want you want to try to do some karaoke? I see you do karaoke yeah. with all your friends all the time. So I, that's at my uh, house. That's I, at my house. <laughs> well, we had the words though. Hang on. What, what okay. The, well, let's. I, I'll, I'll try to pull up some words here too. Let's see. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Hang on. Fresh Prince Bel Air song. Let's see if we get the lyrics. Lyric. Let's see lyric version. What do you got? Did you get it yet? I got it right here. You ready? Thanks. I don't know. Can you, will you be able to hear it? I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. How much not coming up? Daily motion video play go. We need to shit on YouTube. I should have found it on YouTube. I got it on YouTube. I'm just. I'm waiting for you to say go. All right, go. Let's see if I can do it. I don't know if I All do right, it. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Three. I gotta hear it so I don't even remember I, what it I is. Just, I, I'll, 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 this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. Well, shit, I don't know. Take... <laughs> <laughs> I know Ice Ice Baby. Ice Ice Baby. Now, see, I don't know that one. <laughs> I can bring my wife in here and she can she'll rattle Ice that Ice one off. Baby and Good Perfect. Vibrations by Marky Mark are my like two go tos. Good vibrations. <laughs> And here I thought Fresh Prince of Bel Air would be a, a good a medium between the two of us. <laughs> All right. Well, we tried. We tried. We tried. Anyways. So, hey, Jimmy, it was an absolute pleasure, brother. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on this show, man. It was fun. It was entertaining. And it was a lot of stuff that, you know, I don't think maybe some people know. You know, a lot of people watch your show and they know one version of you. Um, but there are a lot of people out there who maybe have never even seen the other side of you. So it was good to have you come in here. Now, real quick, though, I had one person text me and they want to know what's what's in the background. Speak out some of the stuff that's in the background behind you. They want to they wanted to know. Let's see if, I don't know if you can see this shit. Let's see. It, it's I, got, not, I got a seven foot werewolf. Okay. A six foot clown. Okay. I got a six foot Michael Myers from Halloween. I think the question was more directed towards what's on your top shelf behind your head there. So I don't know if you can see. A yeah. Clown, werewolf. I got Freddy. I got Jason, Freddy, Pinhead, a Wolfman. I also so, have I have a four foot Darth Vader, a four foot Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, a four foot Batman, a three foot Chucky. Man, uh, and here I thought I was doing amazing with my little collection. <laughs> uh, I know most of my stuff is signed by whoever was in it. I collect Funko Pops of everybody who's been on our show who has one, so I have like 100 Funko Pops of people who've been on our show. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right, well, thank you thank so much you. for hey, taking the time, you. man. You have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again. Everybody, this was SCR 247 in association with World Star PR, Anything Goes Podcast, Hood X Radio, and, of course, the Big Rich social media station, man. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.